We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit AugiesLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. AugiesLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. What's going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer from BlueAndGold.com. With me, Tim Hyde and Ashton Pollard. And um, we had a, a comment recently on a, on a podcast. I think it was a rating. Someone gave me like three stars because they did not care for us talking about what we were drinking. So with that in mind, I am drinking a Blue Moon um, and sipping out of my Bolton Landing Brewing Company glass. Um, Brendan sent me this glass. So Brendan, if you're listening or watching this, I need more beer. So send me some more beer. Tim, what are you sipping on, man? Uh, ditto Bolton Landing, and I got their dark uh, porter here. Enjoying this one tonight. Ashton, cheers. Ashton, yep. Cheers. Yeah. Welcome to the YouTube channel and your first Thank podcast you. appearance. What, what, what are you sipping Thank on? You. I'm just drinking red wine. Just, I'm a just, wine person. I don't, I don't love beer. It's she's, okay. She's but. classy. I'll be honest with you guys. The, I can't have that many beers anymore. I'm. I'm, I'm my body, you know, it's, 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 it's struggling with beers these days. Okay. Before we dive in, we have a lot to talk about Dante Moore, um, more 2023 recruiting, um, content, um, team related content. So a ton to discuss, but Ashton, we wanted to introduce you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to blue and gold. Um, I know you're very prideful about the state you're from, so Give us the quick rundown of Ashton Pollard. Okay. So yes, I'm originally from Virginia, from Richmond, and I went to school at Penn in Philadelphia. And then I ended up working in DC for two years, decided that that was not for me long-term, and, but I had a communications background. So I kind of thought about what, what in the communications realm I could do with another topic that I liked, and that was sports. And so I went to journalism school at Northwestern, uh, live in Chicago, still live in Chicago for about two more weeks before I moved to South Bend. But how I got directly to Blue and Gold after grad school, I was working at On3 on the national news desk. So not Notre Dame specific, obviously, but it, at the same company and then um, got pulled over to BGI in late January. So yeah, that's a very brief synopsis of how I got here. Yeah, Ashen's an absolute workhorse for us. She um she writes more than I do, and I thought I wrote a lot of content for our site, and then here Ashton comes along and she's beating me out in, in, in the amount of stories posted. So all right. Twenty twenty three quarterback recruiting. We're gonna talk about it. Make sure you guys hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not yet. Blueandgold.com dollar for if you watch these videos and listen to my podcast, you hear me talk about it every week. Dollar for the first year of access. At blueandgold.com, talk Notre Dame football, argue Notre Dame athletics, argue about anything. It's it's great time, and of course, uh, good Notre Dame recruiting scoop. 
um, as well. If you're listening via podcast, leave a good review. We would appreciate that. Um, if you don't like us talking about beer, I apologize. Um, sort of. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we are reviving a weekly podcast here, Pod Like a Champion. Um, that's what we're naming this via podcast channel. So snazzy little name there. But yeah, 2023 quarterback recruiting. Tim, I'm going to throw this to you first. When you're scrolling Twitter or you're on the board this past Friday and you see that Mike Singer has put in a prediction for Dante Moore to land at Notre Dame, Tim Hyde, what was your reaction? Uh, Is it signing day? Uh, (laughs) That was my first reaction is, uh, yeah, is it December yet? Great. It's uh, Valentine's Day or whatever it was when you put it out. So long way to go as we've learned in Notre Dame recruiting. So uh, I mean, obviously exciting as, as could be if if that's the way it, it goes. And obviously your articles and, and your video you did uh, yesterday breaking him down is um, was great. I mean, he is, you know, I, I've said it a handful of times, you know, go all, all in and on him, make him the guy and uh, go get him. That's, that's the way I look at him for a, more so for Coach Freeman, his first class, his tenure at Notre Dame is going to be around the quarterback at, here at Notre Dame. So, you know, go get one of the premier ones. Not only that, it's not often Notre Dame has a five-star just a couple hours away, you know, down the road, you know, sitting basically in their backyard. Um, go get them. That play, by the way, that one where he rolls out, throws off. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. So we could get we could watch this all night long. He's a tremendous football player. Tim, I don't know if you remember in the uh, 2022 recruiting class, Notre Dame had those big three running back targets on the board. Um, Nicholas Singleton, Dallin Hayden, Gavin Sawchuk. And it was like, man, Notre Dame's looking good for all three, but can they land at least one? Kind of feel like that's quarterback recruiting right now. You got Dante Moore and Christopher Vizina at the top of the board. And it's like, man, can the Irish just get one of these two guys? Um, Obviously, me putting in that prediction, I feel good about where Notre Dame's at. Not the highest confidence um, level at 55%, you know, um, there's a, a, a commitment prediction for Vizina, um, who's down in Alabama for him to land at Clemson with 40%. Um, and I don't see people, you know, getting up in arms about that, but Hey, my prediction kind of rocked the boat a little bit for, for, you know, some of those outside of Notre Dame, but it, it just is what it is. Uh, but yeah, either way, I, I don't think Notre Dame can go wrong if they get one of these two guys. Um, Ashton, I mean, just how big from this, uh, how big would this be on, on, in your point of view, if Notre Dame's to win that recruitment? Yeah, I think it would be huge. I mean, we're talking about how Marcus Freeman's going to put an emphasis on recruiting and that would, that would be quite the win there if he, if he can, um, if he can close that out. So I think I'm, I'm certainly not a a tape guru by any means, but I think more and Vizina, I know we're going to talk about it a little more. Um, That pun was not intended. Um, (laughs) I know we're going to talk about that more, but yeah, I mean, I think if he can land one of the two, they're not necessarily interchangeable and they have a little bit different skill sets, obviously, but I think if, if he can't land either one, you're going to get a lot of uproar, even if he can land somebody right behind them. I know there's a couple of other guys on the board, but yeah, I think it's kind of time for Freeman to put his money where his mouth is uh, when it comes to, he obviously recruited the defensive side of the ball really well, but um, if, if he's really going to put this big emphasis on recruiting and, and that's what we should expect uh, from him for the next several years, then this would be a great way to kick it off. Uh, we got a comment here. Let me pop it on the screen from Jake Piper saying, Tim looking sharp as usual. Um, 
right before we, we, we went live here, Tim, Tim was wearing a, you know, his, his shirt and tie looking snazzy as usual. And, you know, I, I, I didn't get the memo that we were going, um, that we were going shirt and tie. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. So, Thank you for the comment. Yes. I appreciate Tim, it. Tim, uh, Yes, Tim's always looking handsome and, and, and dapper. But yeah, Ashton, you made a, a good point about different skill sets. You know, Vizina a little bit more of a mobile guy, a um, little bit taller than more, but I think Vizina also has a little bit more upside potentially. I don't know how you feel about that, Tim. Probably not great, but uh, or, or disagree with that. Uh, Dante Moore thinks a safer choice, um, but I mean, you're really. Uh, I mean, it, it's splitting hairs here. I mean, they're both fantastic quarterbacks. One thing I did want to ask you, Tim, is this scenario of, you know, do you, if if Christopher Vizina calls tomorrow and says, hey, I want to commit, what do you do? Because, uh, you know, Dante Morris, they offered him last March. Vizina mm-hmm. didn't get his offer until this past October. Timing of offers always isn't everything, but... I mean, I, I think that kind of does give you a little bit of an indication here that Notre Dame has had Dante Moore at the top of their board for quite some time. So what would you do, Tim, as, as a football coach? Uh, wait on Dante Moore. I mean, this is, I you know, my you, my talking yeah. points, my, my talking points. You would points, say no to Vizina. Uh, sure, why not? I mean, you know, I'm not saying throw him away, but my my point is, if he comes here, if he says, "Oh, I want to commit," and you got Dante Moore, I'm, I'm sorry. I think there is a, I think there is a difference between both, uh, both of these kids, and I think it is in watching the film. I think Dante Moore is, I mean, he's a five star. Notre Dame doesn't get these guys like this. So why are you rushing to take a quarterback if Dante Moore, who's two hours away in Detroit, is the guy that you want on your program? If he's the number one guy, then why not wait for him? I mean, Notre Dame's not a stacked quarterback room now. So are these guys in the quarterback room, are they the dudes that that lead you to, uh, you know, down the road? If they don't get, you know, you know, let's say Vizina says, you know what, you're not going to take my commitment, go to Clemson, Dante Moore, you know, he commits somewhere else down the road. You still got Buckner. And then last I checked, you st- the top three quarterbacks in the class of 2024 all have offers. So even if Dante Moore shows up, Buckner's still a junior. So it's not like he's graduating and grad transferring or anything like that. You know, you still got your guy and jelly more than, you know, Drew Pine, who knows what's going to happen. But my philosophy is Marcus Freeman's first signing class, Marcus Freeman. If you're the ace recruiter, why is he, why is he even at South Bend? Why is he the head football coach? Jack, you know, Dr. Jack said he's a recruiter. He's going to build Notre Dame. He's going to do the Dabo Sweeney mold. What does Dabo do about every six months? Get a five-star quarterback into his program. So, Marcus and who's, Freeman. And who's Dabo after? It, well, he is after Vizina. Exactly. Why? Because he probably couldn't get Dante Moore. So, he probably looked at it, you know, the scenarios. And he's a Southern guy, right? He's from Alabama, Dabo. So, let me go pull someone out of Nick Saban's backyard. Maybe that's the thinking. He's not going across West, which he did with DJ. He's not going after Nico there in Downey, California. So he was very, I think, very specific in the two that he offered. Vizina's a stud, don't get me wrong. But what is the hurry, Marcus Freeman? Seriously, why, yeah. you know, why do you have to rush? I don't, I don't think anyone's rushing, no. True, but the, but, the, but the comment, and this has been the buzz on the message board, is that 
oh, if Vizina calls or a March 4th or 3rd, you know, that early March period when he, when he you know, we know he's not going to do that. He's already said he's going to take multiple visits here in March. But, you know, if you he doesn't want to commit, that's, I mean, that's a hard call to just say, hey, all right, Dante, thanks for showing up. We'll see you later. So you see on the screen here for a YouTube audience, his ranking number 72 player in the country per the on three consensus, number seven quarterback, uh, the recruiting prediction machine. Um, some people love it. Some people don't care for it. I love it. I think it's a unique thing um, that's only going to get better on three is just on version one of the recruiting prediction machine. So it's heavily um, factoring in uh, visits and, and insider predictions that that Clemson percentage was at 70 the last time I checked it. And just as we were recording now, it says 56. So I don't know what changed there um, to bump up Notre Dame. I've just been told that the algorithm's always kind of changing and there's new information added to it all the time. Um, so, um, yeah, Notre Dame and Georgia second and third there. But I personally, I feel like Clemson leads um, and I, but I don't think it's that big of a disparity, 56 to 16 percent. Um, but. I, I I do think um, that the uh, that the Tigers lead right now. Ashton, anything you want to add on, you know, taking or, taking or not taking Vizina? Because if you if you pass on Vizina and more goes elsewhere and you can't get Vizina, that's not good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, Tim brought up a good point that you still have Buckner. So it's not like in the 2023 season, you're not going to have any quarterback. Obviously, that's banking on Buckner being kind of what he was advertised as, which we still don't really know because he didn't play much last year. And also, he hasn't started a football game since 2019 because he's from California. So I hear Tim's point on that, that if you don't end up with either of them, it's not the end of the world, I think, when it comes to the depth chart. But I do think for morale and, like, recruiting purposes and giving that that speech of, like, I'm Marcus Freeman and I'm going to go out-recruit everybody um, on my staff. Also, I'm going to recruit with the best of them. I think it's it's a bigger deal for kind of the image of the program than it is for the actual depth chart, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if I would – tell Vizina no I'm, I'm inclined to say that I I wouldn't because again I guess you kind of flip Tim's point and say if you get Vizina doesn't work very well then you still have Buckner and you have a 2024 class so yeah that's those are kind of my thoughts uh real quick off of that Mike I mean on top of the 2024 class if you get Dante Moore you don't have to stress about the 2024 year basically you know it's just going to be a, a filler year 
you know, uh, you know, Notre Dame's been known to have some good fillers lately uh, in the signing classes at quarterback. So it's really not a high end need if you get Dante, because Dante will be here obviously next spring battling and whatnot. But my whole thing in this thing is, I mean, how, I mean, I mean, you just got to go all. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I've, you, I've said it before. You got to go all in. Why not? The guy's one of the premier football players in the entire country. So you got to go get him. You got to go get him. He's in Detroit. Go get him. Yeah. Michael here in the YouTube comments um, says uh, all chips to the center of the table for Dante Moore. Um, I, I, I think you go in. I, I still think you, you, you have to go for both. I just think that there's not much of a discrepancy between the two in terms of talent. So you just kind of weigh, weigh risk rewards and um, I, I, I still am in the um, thoughts of uh, you take Zeno. I think either scenario is fantastic for Notre Dame, right, Ashton? I mean, like, these are good problems to have. It would just it would be nice if Notre Dame did get one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, no, definitely. And this is we're, – we're a little spoiled. This is – we're sitting here arguing over the number four and number seven quarterback in the country. Um, and then kind of the idea that – I don't want to say that you would – push the number seven quarterback aside because he's also very good, but you know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're arguing about two top 10 quarterbacks. And uh, I think that that's a decent problem to have. And to your point, there are a lot of people that would like to have that issue. I'm pulling up um, Tyler Buckner and uh, what he was ranked. Let me pull this up on the screen right now. Um, uh, uh, According to that on three consensus. He was the the, 12th or 13th there. Number 13 quarterback. Um. ESPN had him ranked as the number 41 overall player. You know, ESPN, their rankings are, you know, a little. I mean, yes. I'm just going to say it. They're skewed towards players to play in the All American, Under Armour All American yeah. game. And Tyler was an Under Armour All American. Of course, that game got canceled due to COVID. And then also, um, you know, I, I don't think they just. <laughs> They, they don't update they it. They love much. the SEC, Mike. Just What's say that? It. they love they love SEC signees. So that's uh, a well, lot of ESPN guys ranked think. Buckner very high. I just don't think they updated very much. I mean, yeah, they. I don't know. Tyler's Elite Eleven performance summer of 2020 was not good, and all these places had him as a borderline five star, and his his Elite Eleven was not great. But um, there you go. I mean, on three had him ranked the lowest at 199. Um, but um, still top 100 quarterback for the Irish. Um, we, we will see Tyler Buckner. But, yes, Ashton brings up a good point. It's like, what's my boy Steve Angeli in, in, in all of this? Let me bring up Steve. Um, Steve is a, a, a fan favorite of, of yours truly. So, Well, he was in the, I think, 32, 33 ranked. My, in, uh, I think. I believe it was 34, yeah. And it's around 600-ish nationally. It fluctuated a little bit as they – yeah. added rankings in and out 604 um, but yeah 604 yeah i mean rivals dropped them from a high three star to a, a mid three star um i mean i don't know i mean did you guys watch my the the, the highlights i took of of steve at under armor look great sure. yes. i don't know but not to turn this into a a, a podcast where we <laughs> Um, rant about Steven or I rant about Steven. Right. Any anything but, else, Tim Ration on twenty twenty three quarterback recruiting? Before we move on, go ahead, Tim. Sure. I mean, just you know, just going off what you know, Ashton was saying. Obviously, you got two two in the top ten. I I think there is a big difference between Dante and Vizina. I do. I 
I mean, the arm strength is just freakish on Dante Moore. The release is he holds the ball up higher. It's much faster, much quicker. Mike, I watched your video you did yesterday where you had video from him from before, which was awesome uh, from last year, a lot of this stuff in there. So that was really good to watch. But uh, Notre Dame has not, you know, had a lot of national big time quarterbacks and for them to get back up there with the big boys, that's, that's what they need to do. And uh, lastly, on top of this is Tommy Reese. Just real quick, Tommy Reese has been, you know, in the NFL eyes and all these D1 possibilities. Everyone's predicting him to be a, a head football coach. Well, has he really landed any massive major quarterback at Notre Dame? You know, the answer is just Tyler Buckner is the best one he has, he has signed since he's been the quarterback coach there. So, you know, Tommy Reese, go get the best in the country and Dante Moore. Let's go to YouTube. Yep, let's go to YouTube comments real quick. And if you're watching live with us, make sure you hit the thumbs up. Uh, we will we will be doing this um, a, a live show every Wednesday is our is our plan right now. Um, I travel a good bit, you know. Tim's a busy guy um, with with a newborn, um, but you know we're gonna try to do these every Wednesday evening. But yeah, let's go to um, YouTube comments real quick. Joseph says, I think you talk to Dante Fazina wants to commit and see where things stand. I would say it's a little bit more aggressive than see where things stand. It's kind of like, hey, this is uh, this is your chance um, uh, to to take this spot. Jay Golden says Notre Dame played three quarterbacks last year. We need one of these guys. Um, no argument there. And then uh, we'll go to this quick question slash comment here from Q Kibbs ninety seven. Coach Tim, um, have you noticed the balance and athletic position Dante has in the pocket? I like how solid and balanced his base is. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's the video you and I did. Is you know, I mean, his his pocket presence is you know presence. Uh, I mean, he he looks like a pro football player. He really does the way he throws and goes from there. But real quick, let me bounce off the question you just put up uh, thirty seconds ago. Is why did they play three quarterbacks? Because the quarterback room was desperate for somebody, and Notre the University of Notre Dame had to get a graduate transfer and Jack Cohn to even have a quarterback that played this past year which I think goes back to quarterback recruiting and the need for a high-end football player such as Dante. Okay, we will go next to biggest or, or most important non-quarterback target for Notre Dame in this 2023 class. We're going to go to Tim first and then Ashton, and I don't have a pick yet um, as we are live 20 minutes into this. So I will kind of just go based off what you guys say. There's there's so many different ways you could go. So you can't pick a quarterback. Tim, who is your choice for most important non-quarterback target for the Irish in this class? Well, I went offensive line because shocker. of my favorite football. Yeah, exactly. Shocker because of my favorite football coach here, Heastan, which um, I'm giving uh, Coach Harry a little kudos here. Everyone says he doesn't like to recruit. He's too old. He doesn't like airports. You know, did, you know, did he really develop? Got, you know, there's all these things that people are saying now that he's coming back. So, you know what, Harry, go prove everyone wrong. You've you've developed, signed, produced, you know, unbelievable offensive tackles. So why don't go out and get the number two offensive tackle in the country right down the street for where I'm at here in Boston, Massachusetts, and go get Samson Okalana. How do you say it, Mike? Okalola. Ok ok there you go. I would get that guy. This guy is a freak. His film is is beyond ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? That was it, it. Really is. He's not the greatest competition and whatnot because he's a man amongst boys out there. But he would. Uh, oh my. Oh my gosh. Because that's another thing. He's he's coming in 2023. 
you know, your uh, your buddy Joe Alt and mine, Blake Fisher, are going to be juniors. So it's not like he, you know, he could come in and those guys are going to be, you know, freshmen, sophomores. They're going to be in their third year. So he could come in right away and definitely get on that too deep, I feel. So he's mine just because I'm a fan favorite of his film. I think he's absolutely outstanding football player. Ashton? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, so I'll go Carnell Tate. I think, and this is this has been uh, well documented. Notre Dame has a wide receiver problem. Um, I think that he looks the best on on film, and also there's the idea that uh, if if Dante Moore comes, he comes kind of a package deal. So I think if you can get more, you also try to go get Tate. Um, I mean, you have you have Merriweather in the 2022 class, who I know a lot of people are mad at on three because they have him ranked lower. Um, he could potentially be great. I think both Styles and Coley are going to be great. But I think that you kind of you you need him to kind of rally the troops, maybe get a couple of those other um, receivers right below him to come play. And then I think also he he's a really good spokesperson for the Midwest because he's actually from Chicago. He goes to IMG, but he's originally from Chicago. And so he, he, I think he would do a pretty good job of uh, all, all the all the Southern California, Florida, Texas guys that maybe are a little afraid of the weather, he can he can talk them off of that ledge uh, a little bit. But yeah, that that's my pick. Um, I think a lot of them are they're good. I know Braylon James, uh, Great House, they're all they're all kind of up there. But he seems to stick out. All right, actually, actually, we're gonna go now. We're gonna go to Tim. Let me let me, let me pull up Tim here. Thoughts on Carnell Tate? What do you think about him as a player? I had the on three. Uh, prediction machine pulled up there. Uh, Ohio State's a heavy favorite for him, ninety-seven percent um, chance to land him. There's a bunch of insider predictions him for him to land with the Buckeyes. I was just talking to a source today. Notre Dame is still very much in this battle um, for this five-star receiver. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I would say they're like feeling like optimistic that they're about to land him or anything, but like you know, they're still very much in the thick of the recruitment. Tim, you've been able to. Watch Tate on film a good bit. What do you think about him? He's a dude. <laughs> I mean, just playing all. Of a I mean, he's a dude. He's, you know, Ashton's. Uh, you know, Ashton made a great point by the way, being from Chicago. You know, he's a Midwestern guy. You know, he's down there in a uh, beautiful Florida, but uh, uh, he, he's outstanding. I mean, Notre Dame is not. I mean, the highest ranked Notre Dame wide receiver in the last decade is Mr. Johnson, who uh, transferred after a year. So, you know, they haven't loaded up on guys. And he, is he a type of guy? Because he is. a He's unbelievable, some of his interviews. So is he a guy who's going to get on the horn saying, hey, I'm going to ND, Dante Moore's going, let's go play for Marcus Freeman. Does that, you know, does those tentacles start to take effect out there in the recruiting game? But uh, he's a dynamic football player. But so are a lot of these guys. And Mike, you've been, I mean, Mike, you've said this a hundred times. But Which, by the way, I was watching a, a video with you and uh, the great Lou uh, last night, uh, just watching an old video, which I was thinking about receivers. I knew we would talk about them. And sure enough, a year ago, you guys were talking about receivers and the depth chart looked exactly the same as it is going into this year. And um, it's, it's those white whales. It's getting those guys, getting all those types of players. So we're right back basically where we are. And Ashton mentioned a few guys for 2023. That's it. She mentioned four names. So that's it for 2023. Uh, you know, they need to go out and get some guys. Rest in peace, loose emoji for sure. Yeah. Make sure you guys are watching live with us, drop a super chat and, uh, any questions you have, we will answer right away. Um, 
I have come up with my my choice. By the way, I just texted. I was looking down. I was. I just texted Carnell Tate as well. I want to. I want to talk to him. You mentioned <laughs> interviews with Carnell Tate, and he was like, "You know what? I texted him earlier today. I'm, I'm going to follow up with him. See if I can get get him on the phone." Carnell Tate and Dante Moore content. It's gold. It's it's, it's website gold. All right, this is sort of a cop out, just kind of, because he's already committed to Notre Dame. But Keon Keeley, to me, if if the he if he counts, I don't know if you guys. We're thinking non-committed players count, but it was just non-quarterback recruits most important for Notre Dame in this 2023 class. I'm going Keon Keeley, number 10 player in the nation, number one edge prospect. I was just at Berkeley Prep um, last Tuesday, flew into Florida really to see him, and I left there after my interview with him and talking to his coach. Didn't like no epiphanies or super anything crazy to take away. It's still very much a Notre Dame versus the field battle in that those other schools, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, are not slowing down for him. He raved about Notre Dame. I tweeted out this cool graphic and posted it on our Instagram page of Keon Keeley and what he said about Al Washington. You know, Chad Bowden, Marcus Schreeman doing a really good job for for this five-star commit for the Irish. Um, expect Al Golden to, you know, when he gets more involved in recruiting, he'll be an impact for Keon Keeley as well. Um, but I mean, he is just so key. I mean, talk about trucks or trailers and, you know, all, all this good stuff that Tim and I always talk about to me, it's what, well, here are the three tenets of football for me right now. You got to have a really good quarterback. You got to protect your really good quarterback and you got to go get the other team's quarterback and Keon Keeley, um, is, you know, probably the best in the country of getting after the quarterback number one edge in the country according to the on three consensus and on three's own rankings ashen are you mad at me for going for a commit what do you think yes i am because you specifically told us not to do that mike did i did i really (laughs) yes you did you said Uh, no one committed counted (laughs) come on now did i actually say that well, I asked the question. I asked the question. Oh, you like, asked the question. Okay, my bad, guys. You my responded bad. yes. Like, that was the text. <laughs> so it's yes. very clear. All right. Said, that's, that's the prediction. Um, I think I'll add on the, the Trey Reader effect. Uh, that, I think, definitely does help. The So Trey Reader is a walk-on uh, committed that is best friends with uh, Keon Keeley and Trey Reader's brother is also committed to the Notre Dame baseball team. And apparently the three of them are like brothers. So, and I think that it's like genuinely like brothers. It's not just like, oh yeah, he's on my team. He's a good guy. Like Trey basically said in an interview that Keon's over at his house every single weekend and he's hanging out with his younger brothers. And he really, he wants to be there and hanging out with them. It's not just their friends on the team. So um, I, I, I genuinely do think that that will have an impact. And I think it, if Keely tries to decommit, he's going to hear it from the reader brother. Absolutely. Um, Tim, any, any reaction to our three picks, Oak and Lola, Keeley and um, Carnell Tate? A lot of good football players. You got uh, the number one thing there is length in each and every one of these guys. You got some, you got some long dudes right there. But um, I'm going to go off of what you just said real quick. It you know, made me think of Lou Samoji. I've read, uh, I've read a few articles in his day. And if you go back, I remember Lou, Lou uh, always used to talk about the, the trifecta, the history of Notre Dame football. When they have been big time, when they won the national championship, finished in the top two or three, they've had an All-American offensive tackle, a D-end, and a quarterback. 
And those are the, those are the tenets of, of Notre Dame, the history of Notre Dame. You could go over all the great teams and those are going to line up right there. So um, go get those guys, coach Freeman. Yeah. I, I think that's just tenets of football. I mean, that, that's sure. especially modern day um, super important. So, all right, we will move on to another topic here. We actually wrote an article um, here at bloomgold.com Wednesday morning. Um, we run a series um, called cover three. We take three of our staff members and we answer a, a certain question. So this week's question was which new Notre Dame coach has the most to prove. Um, and um, so make sure to check that out dollar for um, a, a year of access at blue and Here's our um, actually, I need to pull this up. Here's a look at our front page. Um, I mean, you, you got, well, actually, let me, let me remove myself here. You guys see this, uh, $1 for a year. You, you click on this. I'm sorry, podcast audience. You're just gonna have to trust me. I mean, it, it, it's, it's fairly simple. You subscribe dollar for the first year. It, it, it really is the deal of the year. So, um, again, that topic was which new coach has the most to prove. Um, and here's a look at that article, um, again, for podcast audience, our Tyler Horka went with Al Washington, the former Ohio State linebackers coach. Ashton, why don't you tell us who you went with and uh, why? Yeah, so I went with McCullough, the new running backs coach, and I did it for two reasons. So one, he is inheriting a running back room that had a lot of struggles in the first half of the uh, previous decade. And Lance Taylor took it over, did a very, very good job the last three years that he was there. So from that perspective, I think that McCullough definitely um, there, there's a high bar for the performance of the running backs, just because that's kind of what we've grown accustomed to from what Lance Taylor did. And then second, for more individual reasons for him, he has said repeatedly that he wants to ultimately be a head coach. That's part of the reason that he didn't take the New York Giants job, which would have made him one of the highest paid NFL running backs coaches. So he can't, he, he's at Notre Dame because that's his kind of his ultimate goal. And if, if that's your ultimate goal and you want to get the attention of the, the higher powers at these big time programs, not necessarily that he would go straight to a big time program, but if you want their attention, maybe you want to go get an, an OC job um, at Notre Dame or elsewhere. I don't know. This is, this is a very good uh, platform to start with and he has a lot of talent. So it's kind of, I mean, he has Tyree, he has Diggs, he has Estime, he has Price coming in, um, who I know he's not as highly touted, but I think certainly certainly is talented. And it's not like Kyron Williams was that high, highly touted and look what he did. So, yeah, I think that McCullough both for the individual, to reach his individual goals, as well as kind of this is a little hard to screw up, I guess, in a way, because there is so much talent and there is such a strong foundation there. I'm the president of the Joe Alt fan club. That's very well known. Yes. I, 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 I take that with pride. I think we can crown Ashton Pollard the president of the Delon McCullough fan club. Is You're very high I on McCullough. So. Can you give us I am. the – if you are listening or watching this and you don't know McCullough's backstory of his family, it, you have to like – I don't want to recommend you like stop listening or watching this. And So maybe after you're done with us, you know, go find that E60 or – uh, listen to the podcast version of it or whatever it is. Um, it, it's it's incredible. Can you give us like the quick rundown of that, Ashton? Do you remember the story that well that you can give us a quick rundown? Yes. Um, I've read it multiple times now. Sarah Spain did it for ESPN. 
And I, I, again, I highly recommend you go find it. But basically, the very, the very brief version was he was born uh, in Pittsburgh. He was put up for adoption, and he was adopted. I think it was around six weeks. He was an infant. Uh, grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, so kind of just across the border from Pittsburgh and Ohio. And for his entire childhood, he did not know who his biological parents were. So he grew up there, um, was recruited to play at Miami of Ohio, play running back. He was recruited by a guy named Sherman Smith. And really like Smith, he committed to committed to Miami, ended up there, but Smith actually left for McCullough, got to Miami to go be the running backs coach at Illinois, but they stayed in touch throughout McCullough's time at Miami and then throughout um, when, he, when he first started coaching. And basically in 2017, McCullough went to go find his biological parents, found his biological mother. And his biological mother informed him that Sherman Smith was his biological father. So you really can't make that up. But yeah, so th this guy that was his mentor recruited him, um, continued to be essentially a father figure, like basically was his father for all intents and purposes. And he finds out that that is his biological father. So again, I did not do that story justice. Uh, Sarah Spain certainly did. If you look it up, if you just Google like Sarah Spain, uh, Della McCullough, adoption yeah. story you'll find it but yeah yeah, yeah you did it you did there a good go. job for recapping it in about 30 seconds so um yes uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy i i remember hearing that story for the first time it was january 2020 and then notre dame offered um desan mccullough deland's son who ended up signing with ohio state and i had to mention at the end of the interview like i was like dude you're you're your story, like your dad's story is amazing. He's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, we'll certainly see. Um, I don't know. There's always, I, I've, I've said this as long as McCullough is coaching at Notre Dame, there's always going to be the discussion of do any of his kids follow him at Notre Dame? He, so he has his oldest son is, I think is a fifth year defensive back at Indiana. Uh, second son. He's at Miami. Miami of Ohio. The oldest, the oldest one's at Miami. Yeah. Okay, Miami, Ohio. Actually, no, he might have transferred. He started. Sorry, I'll stop. I think he transferred to. Okay. I don't know. I, I think he. I think he did start at Miami, Ohio, and then I think he transferred to Indiana or or vice versa. Okay. And then Desan McCullough, freshman. No, he's not Ohio State, or he committed to Ohio State. I'm sorry. Then signed with to Indiana. Ohio State. That's that's my bad. And then the third brother, uh, third son is Dave McCullough, who's committed to Indiana, four star cornerback in the 2023 class. That could be interesting. And then the fourth son, I think, is your favorite, right, Ashen? Yes, he is five, I believe. Um, Five-ish. He's he's certainly younger. But I, when I was writing the article about McCullough coming on, it was like, he has four sons and three play football. I had to put a little asterisk. Like, the other one is in kindergarten, so he <laughs> can't really. I mean, I guess he could play football. But it's not like there's a fourth son that's just not athletic. It's that that child is five. So, yeah. All right, moving along here. I will now go into um, my answer, which was uh, Chancey Stuckey. Um, I, I just – I get the arguments that can be made on the other side that he doesn't have a lot to prove because if it's not a great receiver year, you know, it's not like, you know, he had the a full cupboard, you know, like an Al Washington does or even, you know, Delane McCauley, even though Kyron Williams is gone, still a pretty strong backfield. But my – thought process was when Notre Dame hired Stuckey the vocal majority of Notre Dame fans were not happy about it they uh, very much wanted Jamarcus Shepard um, who's Purdue's receivers coach and now is at Washington 
because Notre Dame did go with Stuckey um, over Shepard, um, according to what I had been told. Holman Wiggins, the Alabama receivers coach, ended up getting a promotion because of Notre Dame's interest in him. He was an option as well, probably the number one guy. Stuckey doesn't have a ton of experience, and he's coming into a receiver room that has eight guys on scholarship, one of whom is a former walk-on, and another is a super senior who is coming off an ACL injury. There's another receiver, Joe Wilkins, is coming off a major injury. It's not a well-stocked room. Um, tons of inexperience on that room. And then your 2022 class just signed one guy in Tobias Merriweather. So, and Stucky's got a quite a big task in 2023 signing a, I mean, Notre Dame desperately needs a, a very talented receiver class. So, Tim, before you give your answer, your your thoughts on, I'm, I'm assuming, actually, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But if, if McCullough or Stucky is one of your answers, but your your reaction to, you know, the choice of those two guys. Oh, they're both, I mean, they both have amazing stories. I know when, you know, when you and I did the video on Stucky, it's just, you know, the Dabo. I'm a huge Dabo Sweeney guy. I think, you know, he's the second best football coach. I know, coach. Tim. He is, he is, you know. Notre Dame fans can say what they want. What the guy is a heck of a football coach. What he's done at Clemson, but uh, I mean, just his call alone saying, "Yeah, he's an unbelievable guy." Vouched for him, coached him, all those things, and uh, he's he's awesome. McCullough's story is just like when he came aboard. I was just, the story because running backs are different dudes, and I think that's a biggie. You know, we, you know, we'll talk twenty twenty two down the road, but this twenty twenty three recruiting class is beyond important because the running back room is very small as well. People don't talk about that as much, but it's very light. Uh, the wide receivers. I mean, you just mentioned it, Mike, you're getting a super senior, Avery Davis, who came to Notre Dame as a quarterback, two fifth year seniors that have been injured for on and off for four years in Wilkins and Lindsay. So you got those three guys gone. You got a, a small group returning next year. Stucky, he's got to go. I mean, you've got to sign four wide receivers minimum. I mean, four, I mentioned it, you know, to you, 10 skill guys. I feel when you go wide receiver DB, just taking skill guys, I think there needs to be a replenishing at those skill spots. So those two coaches are outstanding and McCullough's story is unbelievable. Go, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know you've mentioned running back is, are they done with Irvin, but McCullough is such a dynamic guy and a story. I mean, my gosh, go get go get one of these freaks that and and run behind O line you and all these old linemen. What you know, you know, go get one of these running backs. So we'll we'll see what happens here. I don't I don't think they're done. I don't think yeah. they're done at running back. That that's that's kind of my my thought right now. All right. So I had Stucky. Um and Ashton went with McCullough. I think Ashton just went with McCullough just because she writes she loves writing about Delon McCullough. That that that's really yeah. her thing. Um, yeah, that's the only reason. Correct. <laughs> Tim, who's your pick? You know what? I I went with uh, Tyler Horka, but really the opposite. I I read the article and I was like, you know, I'm a huge Al Washington fan. I think he's unbelievable. You type his name into YouTube and you watch his mic'd up at Cincinnati, Ohio State, Michigan. I think he's the best talker out of all the assistant co new assistant coaches. He's unbelievable. I want to hang out and just talk ball with this guy. When you hear him speak, his energy, his love, his passion of just football and being around dudes is, is so infectious. Just coming off of little couple minute clips. 
that is awesome. I mean, there's a video, by the way, on YouTube, which is 15, 20 minutes of a clinic video where he's uh, uh, doing a the recruit down in Louisiana, Osbury, who's at the Ohio State camp, and he's breaking down him at the camp and all these drills he's doing. I'm like, who doesn't want to be coached by Al Washington? Who on this staff has coached a Heisman Trophy finalist? So you got a D-line coach who's coached linebackers at Michigan, linebackers at Ohio State, running backs at Boston College, a second-round draft choice in Harold Landry, who led the country in sacks in, what was it, 2016 at BC. The guy's 3-0 and against Notre Dame because he played at BC during those years when they beat Notre Dame. So, I'm, I mean, I'm his biggest fan as far as all the new assists. I don't count Harry Heastan. He's a vet. He's there. He's got a, he's got his statue. But with the new blood, the new guys that are in, Al Washington is a treat, treat to, uh, to listen to. All right, Tim, what if I surprised you <laughs> and I popped on a different scene here? Let's say it was it, it's sure. this one. So it's half the screen is you. And then instead of me here, Harry Heastan popped on. Sure. And I surprised you, and I was like, Tim, you get to talk with Harry Heaston. What What would you first say to Harry? Because he's like your, I don't know, man crush is a stretch, but oh. like he's your like your your hero. Well, I've well, I've coached a lot of little linemen. I have a couple of linemen playing, you know, in the Pac-12 currently right now. I would just want to sit down, hang out, and let's just talk double team, talk every single six inch step that you're taking. And let's talk, let's talk double team, point of attack, where's my eyes, my hand placement, all those. And I think uh, Harry and I could have a, a few cold sodas and talk for a couple hours just talking about uh, double team in the three technique on the backside uh, on uh, inside zone. I think that I would definitely do that. That would be my first question. Uh, that's a true coach speak right there, Tim. I love it. <laughs> All right, our last topic before we get out of here, um, Ashton uh, wrote a, a neat little article uh, on our website, blueandgold.com, titled Three Notre Dame Upperclassmen Poised for Breakout Seasons. Uh, for, folks watching, for, excuse me, for folks watching live with us, make sure you hit the thumbs up. If you're watching back, hit the thumbs up podcast channel. Appreciate you. Make sure uh, you head to our site, blueandgold.com, for all the stories uh, on Notre Dame athletics. Football, football recruiting, hockey, baseball, men's basketball, women's basketball. I think that's six kind of different things. I don't know if I said hockey, but we, we cover a, a ton at Blue and Gold. So make sure you go to the site to check it out. So, again, last topic here. Three Notre Dame upperclassmen poised for breakout seasons. Ashton went with Chris Tyree, mm -hmm. uh, Maris Lufau, and uh, nose tackle Howard Cross. Uh, Lufau, a linebacker. Ashton... Obviously, folks can read the article at blueandgold.com um, for the written version of your thoughts. But why why'd you go with those three for your article? Yeah, so I think, and we kind of touched on this with kind of what I wanted, why I wanted to write this article, I guess, was what we touched on with the wide receiver room, where I feel like Notre Dame this year either has these seasoned veteran starters or these really young guys that we're talking about. And there's this pot in the middle of guys that are upperclassmen, but maybe haven't been starters I know there's a couple of exceptions cross started like twice for Heinish and whatever but in general these guys have not been starters but I think they're all very talented and often when they get into the game well I guess Maris is a little bit different because of the injury but especially with Tyree and Cross when they get into the game they do really well so I think I went with Tyree because 
he was a top 100 recruit. Um, I think it's rivals had him as the top running back in the country. Um, but the consensus had him oh, slightly further down. I forget exactly what it was. Anyways, big recruit. Um, I think Notre Dame beat, it was at Alabama and Oklahoma for him. So immensely talented kid, but has been behind Kyron Williams this whole time. Also this last year, basically he, um, played the first four or five games, ended up with a turf toe injury at Virginia tech. And then was from there really tailed off. So I did, um, I went through and I averaged the carries pre Virginia tech game and it was 21 and then post. It was, I believe, 8.6, so call it nine. Um, and he missed the entire USC game, and then he also only played on special teams at UNC. So really trailed off, uh, both because of that injury, also Kyron. So I think now he can step into that role. He's poised to potentially be um, RB1. I know Logan Diggs is lurk- lurking behind him, but I think that he can make a big impact. And then Marist um, obviously broke his ankle. Last year was going to be the starting will linebacker. Bertrand stepped in and did a really good job. That's a story for another time, I guess. But um, Maris has a different skill set than Bertrand. Uh, he's he's taller. He's a little faster. And um, he has the potential to kind of add that speed to that linebacking core they didn't have last year. In addition to Jalen Sneed, um, I think the two of them both very, very quick. And then with Cross, he was playing behind Kurt Heinisch, who was a three, four-year starter three I think it's three um and cross started twice including the Wisconsin game he had ended up with a couple of sacks he's he's been waiting kind of lurking behind Heinish and has a chance to step in also you could kind of make the same argument for Jacob Lazy but I went I went with cross um so yeah that's kind of why I picked those guys and why I was interested in even writing the article in the first place all right Tim we'll go to you what, were you, what was your th- group of three I went with uh, three true juniors and I went with some guys that have not really, you know, blossomed yet or taken it to the next level. So I, you know, that's the way I kind of looked at this article and this question. So, and then it's uh, guys that are, you know, are they needed now, but it's one of those now with the transfer porthole, you know, if you're not going to play as a junior, are you leaving at Christmas? So I went with now that Takis is gone, you know, who's going to be the number two tight end behind Michael Mara. I went with uh, Kevin Bauman. So I went with a guy who's uh, actually from the same high school as uh, Coach Golden, obviously Quentin Nelson. Talented. I went back and watched a bunch of a uh, uh, high, uh, you know, senior high, uh, highlight film of these kids there on on the huddle. And Bauman just exploded on the on the film. Going back and rewatching him now after a couple of years. So hopefully that translates into his junior year, and he's the true number two, ready to take uh, the sole possession in 2023 and. Keep that tight end you, draft choice, you know, first, second rounders going. He is a – you go back – people need to go back and watch his senior film. It is is pretty dynamic there. And um, uh, second, I went with uh, Mr. Tosh Baker. And I went with Baker for my, you know, philosophy on this question of are you playing or are you leaving at Christmas? And when I say Christmas, I mean, obviously, the end of the season, you know, everyone's starting to transfer. So – and I went with Tosh Baker for the reason is he's a true offensive tackle. He is tall, explosive. Go back, watch his high school film again. Athletic as could be. Does the new transition with Harry Heastan allow him to develop? I also went with a little of the Mike Goolsby philosophy of someone that sat for two years, junior year, Tyrone Willingham comes in, and Mike obviously blasts off, has a great career there at Notre Dame. So I kind of went with that. And my reasoning is is your favorite guy, Mr. Singer, is Joe Alt. I'd love to get the feedback on this because Joe Alt 
I've been going back watching a lot of film. Notre Dame played probably the worst defenses in the country the second half of the year. So was Joe Alt good because he played absolutely horrible defenses, or is Joe Alt that good? Joe Alt didn't play much in the early year. Baker had to see those freaks early in the season because they played bigger uh, time defenses. So just throwing it out there. I'm curious because every new coach, new coaches come aboard and they grab those guys. And Tosh Baker's a super talented kid. And um, because everyone's just assuming Alt's there for three years. And then I went with a little hidden gem is the big defensive tackle out of Colorado, Aiden. Kayana Aina. Yeah. I, I went and watched, you know, once again, I was, I was, I was watching junior film, uh, the guys that are going to be juniors and his film, he is dominant. So, but sometime at the D line, you redshirt, he played one game as a true frost this year. He played in three games uh, towards the end of the season. He got some playing time, big, strong, athletic guy. I went off of uh, Ashton's talking about Howard Cross. Howard Cross is 6'1", 270 pounds if he weighs that much. Can you take the pounding? Notre Dame, if Notre Dame's going to take the next level, they need some big dudes inside. And and they have him with Rubio and obviously Aiden. So these juniors, are they going to take the next step? New coaching staff, new position coaches, each, all three of these. And, uh, well, you know, that was my philosophy in picking just three little hidden gems and seeing what happens there. Uh, naturally, I didn't pick my three until um, Ashton was giving her explanation for her choices. So, um, but I went with different guys than everyone else did. So, um, Joe Walt doesn't apply for this because he's a sophomore. But I just wanted to pop him up on the screen just because he's awesome. <laughs> Mike's gonna pick three starters as uh, his surprises. <laughs> oh no, no, it's points yeah. for breakouts. So the first guy, all right, I low key kind of did pick, um, pick three sort of starters, but Clarence Lewis is poised for like a rebound. Maybe how about that? People are down on Clarence Lewis. Remember he, when he was a true freshman, he was not an early enrollee. He was a mid-level three star. He wasn't supposed to be anything great. People thought he was a better receiver than he was in corner. He didn't really even play that much corner. I remember trying to track down his high school stats. I don't even think he played that ton of corner. And then he comes in and beats out Tariq Bracey, who had a really good season in 2019. Um, so I, I think he's poised for, yeah, again, maybe not. What, what was the what was the actual topic again? It was um, it breakout was upperclassmen poised for, for breakout. breakout season. So it was I'm designed gonna... to recognize upperclassman yes yes with a breakout his his his, his rebound is going to be the breakout that that's my because yeah it's, i mean not a great season last year especially what was the, the taste that was left in our mouth for that oklahoma state game moving on ramon henderson he was like a spot starter last year um he was fantastic at the end of the season this was a guy when he that 2020 recruiting class that was my first class I covered at Notre Dame, so it always holds a special uh, place in my heart. The defensive back class was Landon, the, the n- number one guy in the class this time was Landon Bartleson, who never made it to campus because of um, like gun possession. Like, it was not not good. Uh, Burglary with a with with a gun or something like that. It was not good. Ramon Henderson, three star guy, was not highly thought of um, by most Notre Dame fans, and you know just just a guy. 
Clarence Lewis, and then who was the other? Uh, Caleb Offord, who's now at Buffalo. Uh, and here you go, Clarence Lewis and Ramon Henderson, two of my choices here. So I, I think Ramon is, he, you know, he, he's he was a track star in high school, um, a strider. He's fast, and I think you know he's playing some really good ball and, and moving forward. And then my last pick was actually someone commented here just a few minutes yeah. ago. Um, Riley Mills is is ready. Um, I'm, I'm not seeing it here, but so, some someone commented. Riley, yeah, it was in there. It was in the chat. Yeah. And um, th- yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. I mean, there's a we talked about Al Washington and that really good defensive line room he's taken over. We we just talked about three interior defensive linemen, right? Riley Mills, um, Kayana Ina, and uh, Cross. You even Cross, mentioned Gabe yeah. Rubio. It's it's a, it's a really good group. So. Um, well, uh, real quick, yeah, real oh, quick off of that, Mike. Just real quick is um, is these guys need to be dudes. These guys we all mentioned come twenty twenty three because I mean, I mean, you could lose. I mean, Cross could leave if he wants. Lacey could leave if he wants. The twins are gone. Foskey's gone. So there's gonna be there's gonna be some guys needed here come twenty twenty three up front, and you know, Coach Washington go get them. All right, I think we are we're at fifty five minutes recording live. We hit all of our topics. Tim, go ahead. Yeah, you know what? It, you know, um, you know, we've each mentioned a couple players and you know the improvement down the road. You know, you mentioned Ramon Henderson, Logan Diggs. Obviously, I mentioned your uh, your guy Joe Alt. And is that you know, you know, maybe a topic for down the road as as we start talking is the what happened the second half of the season in 2021? Is it is what can really you know what can Notre Dame take from that? into 2022 is it false is i i don't know if that if it is but it sure did seem like a lot of that come uh, the fiesta bowl well tim i almost reached across the screen and grabbed your neck when you had any <laughs> semblance of a joe alt slander talking about him no like- slander no slander just watching you know just watching film hey, hey he was good as could be don't get me wrong don't gonna, get me wrong i'm coming i'm coming for you tim all right ashton that was your uh your youtube blue and gold in our podcast. This was your debut. I hope folks you liked her cause you're going to see a lot more of her and, and, and hear a lot more of her. So Ashton, what, what, what'd you think of your first time on our show? It was quite fun. Um, this, this has been lovely. I, I like this group too. I think to your point, we all bring, we all bring different things. Mike's a great host. Tim knows the game really well. And I'm just really sarcastic and hanging out in the background. So we'll all play to our strengths here. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, appreciate you guys watching, listening. Make sure you go to the site, bloomgold.com, dollar for your first year of premium access. Hit that thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Appreciate you guys, and we will catch you next time.